Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. We do. We want you to hit your groove. We, we, listen, God has an assignment for you. Regardless of the, the hard season you may be in, regardless of the heavy things that you may be carrying, or the hurtful moments that you've been in. We feel like those are the three things that really uh, cause people to step back and, 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 and they get off sync and they, they don't really step into the purpose and plan that God has for them. And I just want you to know that regardless of your past, God can start a work and begin to transform, come on, your, your whole life. God has given us the Holy Spirit so that we can be empowered, listen, to live a life uh, just in awe of what God has done in seven years. Um, and today is going to be a pause and praise. We're going to take some moments. I, I need you to know that there is potential in this room. The, the, y'all, y'all not with me. There is potential in the room. You're not there yet. See, because here's the thing: is I realize that with this group of people, there are people who absolutely believe the potential and purposes of God are like, like available. And then there are other people that believe that I have messed up so bad that maybe the potential and purpose of God on my life has been uh, hindered. Or there are people that are like, I'm going to be honest, just checking out the church and I don't really know if I care about my purpose or plan. And my hope is to make all three groups a little uncomfortable. To to rally a little bit like all three groups. Because I believe that there is enough potential in this room to impact our friends. To, come on, listen, our our city, the nations. I believe that there are things in you that you don't even know yet. There's something in you and you don't even know yet. But the truth of the matter is hurt, insecurity, pain, all all these things begin to hinder it. And before we know it, we live insulated. We get out of the groove of life. We get out of the groove of what God has for us. God's been downloading a strategy to the house to activate faith, elevate understanding, and cultivate the future. We believe that you can be the one in your family, your workplace. We believe that God can do something, come on, in you. And how do we know that? Because we know in the Old Testament, like, God used a donkey. You may not have known that story, but God used, God literally opened the mouth of a donkey and used him to save someone from angels with swords. And so I'm pretty good that if God can use a donkey, he can use you. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Come on, look at someone and say, he can use you. (laughs) Don't, 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 don't do a donkey sound. That would be weird. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three says, the Lord is faithful. Come on. Does anybody know God's faithful? Listen, for real, listen, we, we got people that like are hiding their testimonies. They're, they're living like undercover. Just, I just came out this way. I just did it all myself. 
Just listened to four or five podcasts. Read some books, did some crunches. I don't go to Chick-fil-A as much as I used to. And really, the picture of success that you see is pretty much, you know, my choices. And, and the truth of the matter is today is not about how a system or a strategy. Today is about the faithfulness of God. Come on, listen. Where, come on, where you should have been caught and you weren't. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, where, 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 where you shouldn't have got that promotion because you didn't have the degree. You didn't have the ability. You know what I'm like, but yet God begins to move on your life and all of a sudden you begin to see time and time again, come on, He is faithful. The verse says that He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Listen, I need you to know that if you walked in here feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you're alone, I need you to know that God says, the word that we just read said that God will guard you, come on, from the evil one. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says, and God will generously provide all you need. And now you may be sitting there going, uh, you didn't see my bills. That's a good verse, but you didn't see my bills. And I mean, here's the thing is, it's funny how sometimes we take the word and then we put it in our context, blame God for areas that we weren't responsible over. I'm going to say that again. Come on, for some of you that were like, that was too many commas. I missed it. Sometimes we're like, God I've been a Christian and I've been going to church and I've tithed most Sundays and, and look what's happening. And God's like, yeah, you make this much. You have Netflix Prime video. You eat out every week. Like what? Thus saith God, make a ham sandwich. And so we're so frustrated that God's not giving me and we have replaced needs and wants and we're frustrated that we don't have what we want because really what we want changes based on what our friends have and we're looking left and right and going, well, if you have all that, God's no respecter of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just don't know that they're more diligent than you are. They work different than you are. And they, it's God, God doesn't like them more than you. It's just that they're teachable and you're... Come on. God will generously provide all you need. Don't do that. Now, you may not have developed your potential, but you have all you need. Then you will always have everything that you need. And look at this. Plenty left over to share with others. And some of you are like, well, we have very little left. <laughs> we have very little left. But again, that's very subjective. Come on. If you buy a small fry, you can give one away. See, we begin to say, well, I can't give because I don't have an abundance left over. But God says that I am looking at your faithfulness and I am faithful. And if you will begin, come on, listen, to begin to discipline your life in such a way that you honor me, I promise you I'm going to show up and I'm going to change some things in your life. 
We have seen over the last seven years the picture of God's grace where He has generously provided. We have had all we needed and we've been able to share a little bit. And I can't wait because as we grow, we're going to share a little bit more. Mary's and, and we absolutely love them. They're in Belize and we got to spend some time with her uh, family and I, I got to go to the park and uh, they're just doing incredible things. Three Activate Clubs. We're so proud of them. Come on, give, give them a hand. Just sharing a little bit. Just sharing a little bit. That God doesn't... Look, that we don't, as a church, have the responsibility to save the whole world. Listen to what I'm saying. We don't? Of course we want to. But it's going to take a lot of resources to do the whole world. You know what I'm saying? But we can definitely do what we can do that are set before us. God has been kind. And time and time again, He has shown us His faithfulness. Today, we want you to hit the groove. We want you to hit the groove. And I'm, so I'm going to start a new sermon series called Hit the Groove. I love music. Anybody love music? Come on. You're like, you love, like, okay, okay. So, so let me, did, some people think they love music, but you don't love music because you don't ever listen to it. You're like, I love tunes. You don't love music. I'm talking about people who like every day you're going to put on some type of music. Where are my people at that every day you're going to listen to some? Listen, my family, um, uh, we, we, uh, we love uh, New Music Friday on Spotify. Uh, we, we, I love so listening to the latest Christian worship music. And so I'll send songs to my people. Uh, Nathan sends me stuff. I send him stuff. Uh, and so I just, I, I love sharing music. Um, also, uh, my kids, we do 60s. Come on, anybody play the 60s? Anybody? Yeah. 60s, 60s is so like nice. You know, like that 60 music, it's so like you know, it's, it, it's so uh, friendly, and it's soft, and it's romantic. 70s, it's a little bit more suggestive. 80s, come on, that's where we land all the time, is the 80s. 90s and above, we can't listen to it without repenting. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like they go straight for the, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so my kids are like, Dad, listen to this song. I'm like, I can't. I can't. You know, what does that mean? Uh, before me, I, I've got a bass, a snare, and a hi-hat. And so me, some of y'all don't know this about me, but not only do I like music, but I play music. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so uh, I didn't say it was good, so don't get excited. <laughs> My, my snare's falling apart, man. Uh, and so, anyway, um, the the bass and the snare keep the rhythm, and the hi hat filters it, so that when you when you play, actually the bass is the soul of the rhythm. When you clap most of you come on if if we were just going to sing a song come on y'all can do this some of y'all like i've never clapped in church before this is what it's like we do this in praise and worship all the time all right okay 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 sorry stop i want you to get going um but um and so you clap generally on two and four um but the bass 
kind of starts off the, the measure. And you may not have known this, but most bands that you listen to have, they got this in their ear. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> you know like, like, and so, but, but God sets the tempo for our lives. And it's our job to get on to his tempo. Does that make sense? So we're trying to lock in what he has for our life. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we but we don't want to, we don't want to be off. Because you can't be in the group if you're off. Like it's just like annoying. Like was that annoying to you? It was, it was to me. Okay. But, but actually, when you begin to submit your life to the Lord, you begin to lock in to not listen. You don't think that the things of God are subjective. You actually think, okay, I am aligning my life, and I'm going to begin to... I'm going to get on rhythm. And so we actually believe that this is the core unit of the trap set, the, the kit. And what I'm using here is a kick drum. It, it's actually sending the bass to you and over the next couple weeks we're going to talk about how to fill out this kit because we believe that paul encourages us that the keys to our faith are faith hope love then we add the toms and those are the principles we had the ride that's the truth and then we had the symbols and that's the supernatural and all of a sudden we begin to start playing and that's how we begin to hit our groove. But we will never hit our groove if we don't line up with what we can do. So if you actually want to hear me play, you have to come back next week. All right, okay. I, I Netflix, y'all. Isn't it weird on the TV shows? Like, you're like, I know how this thing's going to end. And the last five seconds, it's like, dun, dun, dun. And you're like, okay, we need to watch one more. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 2, and 3. It says this. We give thanks to God always for all of you, consistently mentioning you in our prayers. I want to pause for five seconds. Every leader in the room, everybody who leads in kids, students, uh, life groups, everybody who leads, I need you to understand what we just read. What we read is if you're going to be a leader, you need to begin to pray for the people you're leading. Paul said, I can, we're continually praying about you. And I, 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 it is a challenge to our leadership to begin to not just ask you to do something, not just to see you serve, but we want to begin to pray over your family. And as we begin to know you and love you and begin to connect with you, we want to be able to take your burdens, come on, to the Lord and pray on your behalf. Three, verse three. Remembering before God and Father of your work of faith, your labor of love, and your steadfast hope in the Lord Jesus. Paul encourages this young church in Thessalonica, I see you building your faith. I see you, listen, keeping your hope. I see you responding in love when you want to... Somebody? This is the basics of... Christianity. As a church, we should zoom in and understand what Paul is saying. In order to mature and impact a city and a nation, we have to build our faith. You're going to have to build your faith. You're going to have to keep your hope. 
And you're going to have to respond in love again and again and again and again. Because what this means is faith will move you out of comfort. Hope will cause you to begin to filter your problems that you're encountering with hope that God has sent me somewhere. And the people that you encounter along the way, you're going to have to learn to love them. This is the basics of the faith. And we want you, come on, listen, to stay in groove. My assignment today is build your faith. Come on, look at someone and say, build your faith. Build your faith. Come on, build your faith. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Someone trying to please God with their attendance. Someone trying to please God with their check. Someone trying to please God. And and the Bible very clearly says, listen, if you want to please me, then you need to trust me. And you need to believe me. And come on. As the base is to the rhythm, so is faith to the Christian life. Faith indicates that you trust God. We got way too many Christians arguing with God, confused about God, uh, um, uh, uh, destroying their faith because what's going on in cities and churches and they're, they're more deconstructing faith than they are believing, come on, in faith. Faith is used to extinguish, the Bible says, the fiery darts of the enemy. So here's the deal. Without your faith, you're just getting all the time. Your faith is a shield that blocks that from happening. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. You're late. You're late. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible overall, that's why we have so many stories in the Old Testament. Hey, build a boat, it's going to rain. Well, whenever I see the rain, I'll start building. That's actually not how it works. Because once the rain falls... You got to be in something that floats. Esther going to the king. Well, if he wants my opinion, he'll ask. Well, you all about to die. So y'all can all die or you can live by Abraham, move to a land that I will show you. All right, give me the, uh, give me the Google address. I'm going to talk to Sarah, and we're going to see if we want to live there. What's the people like there like? Uh, is it we have acreage? No, I'm gonna, I just want you to move. I'm going to show you. When are you going to show me? Once you start moving. Hey, Moses, reach out your staff. Pharaoh's coming. You want me to hit him with it? No, I actually want you to put it towards the water and watch it open up. Well, water doesn't do that. The stick will probably float. Maybe I can just hold on. We've got a lot of other people, though, that are probably going to die. No, it's going to open. Come on. Faith doesn't grow 
because you send positive vibes to your friends. Come on. Faith isn't the acquisition of knowledge. Faith isn't a feeling. Faith doesn't grow. Listen, listen, listen. By just working. And I'm about to talk about action, so I get it. But you don't work for faith. You lean into faith and start working. Come on, hear what I'm saying? Faith is trust in the Father. I want to give you three ways to grow your faith. Grow your faith. First is you're going to have to hear, hearing, hearing. If you're going to grow in your faith and you're going to build this and you're going to get into, come on, listen, the rhythm, you're going to have to build your faith. And I'm going to just be honest. Our church as a whole, globally, nationally, is very confused. And so we don't know which way is right. We don't know which way is godly. We're confused about so many things because we want to change the rhythm and we want to make God nice. But we don't want to see God as right. Come on, hear what I'm saying. We can't come into changing the beat. We have to come into the groove. Musicians call that the pocket where you begin to fit into it and everything begins to work, come on, together. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says this, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, the word of God. The word has to be received. You have to receive the word. We have a culture that makes us not receive anything. We've been conditioned to argue. We have been conditioned to argue and to fault find and to find the negative. And I'm not saying that there hasn't been things that the church has done. Listen, <laughs> the head of the church is Jesus, but most of the time it's a man or a woman being redefined and defined by God and they're in process. So there's only always going to be a human component that is having to change. But... We don't receive the word. And if we're going to grow our faith, you're going to have to receive it. Receiving means that you receive the good, the bad, and the ugly. You have to receive it all. And, and I want to encourage you, those of you who are leaning into words, you're trying to build your faith, and all you're listening to are the sermons and the podcasts of the good. Who that's my preacher. He's talking about how I'm going to get Blessed. In the city, blessed in the garage, come on, blessed at the table, I absolutely believe that God will bless your life. You hear what I'm saying? But if you're only listening to the good, (laughs) then when bad happens, you're like, this doesn't even work. This doesn't even work. You have to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. you got to receive all of it. Here is the ugly. I'm going to tell you, this won't preach very good, and I'm probably not going to get a lot of amens. But the ugly is you sin. Your sin brings the wrath of God. It just got weird. Okay? 
Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all, everybody say all, not some, all. Come on. Like God is not manipulated by personality or finances or agenda or color or power. God is not, God is just. And so we are all held to the same standard. Look at this. It will be revealed against ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness, they suppress the truth. Well, that's, 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 God doesn't care about that. God doesn't care about that. Don't worry about that. And instead of letting the truth set people free, they've suppressed it. That's the ugly. Is that when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, sin began to work through all of us, and we have to all be redeemed. So here's the thought. You are not good enough. That's the ugly. That's the ugly. And we don't want to hear that. We just want to hear what <laughs> this part. The bad is this. Let me, let me, before I go to the bad, I just want to break this down. Because when I say wrath of God, it gets really weird. And it kind of gets like super silent. And everybody's like, kind of cringy. You know, I was like, eh. The wrath of God is directed against evil. The wrath of God isn't him losing it. God isn't like, <laughs> like, like that, that, that's, God doesn't lose it. You know what I'm saying? The wrath of, the, the, the wrath of God is actually the only way that we understand the grace of God. If you remove the ugly, you don't know about the good. Come on, does this make sense? As a believer, we fear God as a loving Father who is all-powerful, full of glory, the end from the beginning, Alpha and Omega. The wrath isn't to make you cringe, it's to make you sober. It's to make you sober. You want to go down a little journey? Go ahead and finish reading um, Romans chapter 1. Because then... Paul pulls out the list. This is the list. And you're like, eh, eh, eh. Remember when I was young? I was like, okay, I'm most of them. <laughs> it's ugly. Here's the bad. I'm going to tell you the bad. You can do nothing of your own flesh to change it. You can't take a 12-step course. Come on, listen. You can't lose a few LBs. You, you can't work out. Come on, you and Tony Norton can't rock the, you know what I'm saying, the workout video. Like the reality is, the bad is, it doesn't matter what you try, it's not going to change. Here's the good. God sent Jesus to redeem us. And here's the context that I need you to understand. 
We don't stand up in worship and lift our hands and do the group sing-along. <laughs> we don't do all that because we are weak and we need a crutch. We understand the ugly. We've already tried to overcome it ourselves. Addiction, drugs, what, whatever. None of that worked. And we got to the good. So when we stand up and we sing and we worship and we praise and we take notes, we're like... <laughs> We're building our faith. Spotify. Here's the second thing. We're talking about hearing. Second thing is believing. You're going to have to believe. Come on. And I'm not talking about believing you can fly. Okay? See, it will come to pass. Faith believes what it can't see will come to pass. The fear that you're walking in is a little bit subjective and you are future casting what sin. What we believe about God determines how close we get to Him. If you think that God has left you and is distant and is too busy and preoccupied, then, then you'll never get close to Him. See, this is not a religion, it's a relationship. That's why that we, there's moments when we talk about wanting to encounter the presence of God and to see Him usher us from a place where we feel not safe or full of shame into, I know who you are, but I am going to cover who you are. Stop believing that God is mad at you. Stop believing that he's too busy for you. Stop believing that you can do it without him. Don't let doubt change the beat. Come on, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You're going to have to learn to pray. You're going to have to learn how to pray bold prayers. Prayer is nothing more than a conversation that gets out what's in you to Him. Prayer is not for me. Oh, thus saith God, Lord of heaven. You don't have to be looking up the thesaurus for you to pray. Come on, bringing back all your English lessons. Prayer is where what is pinned up that needs to come out. And it is a relationship and an exchange. And sometimes it's, I'm hurting. Sometimes it's, I'm through seasons where you lack what you need. There will be seasons when, and Paul wrote it. Man, I, I've, been, I've been wealthy, I've been good, I've been poor, I've been hurt, I've been healed. I've been, I mean, I, I've been in all these seasons. And you're going to be in seasons. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. In other words, you're just not going to get saved and whistle all the way. This ain't the Disney Channel. Not every problem gets wrapped up in 29 minutes. But, but here's the deal. What you believe about God, what you believe that, that your faith is absolutely essential for you overcoming, listen, the situation that you're in. It's not changing because you're not, you don't believe. You're, t you're too busy blaming or being critical or saying it's my wife or it's my husband or my kids or my boss. They're, it's not, I'm believing in faith. I'm going through a real problem, but I'm believing in a good God. I am walking through it. Come on. You have to believe that God is a healer. You have to believe that God is a restorer of what the enemy has tried to steal from you. 
You may have had three divorces. You, you don't have to have four. God can redeem you, restore you. All of a sudden, your life can be changed. You may have been addicted your whole life to porn, drugs, whatever. I, come on. God is a provider of resources. God is stronger than the devil and demons. So much infatuation with Satan and demons and the demonic. And some people actually believe that, like, that's more scary, that's more real, that's more. Isn't it funny how our culture wants to isolate God, but it will promote the devil? But it says that religion should be neutral. You know what I'm saying? That's like the Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. You just pick the team. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Uh, like, you just picked a team. You just went from one to the other. And, and the truth of the matter is, team devil? Come on, come on. There's a difference between listening and hearing. All Come on, if, if, you, know, if you have any young people in your home, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know it. It's just, you haven't ever done it. Hearing, believing, acting. James chapter 2, verse 17 So also, faith by itself does not have works. It's dead. Here's what I'm saying. Could it be that you have dead faith? That you've stopped believing because of a hurt and a hang-up? You've stopped believing because you're not working and you're not acting on what God's done already in your life? Come on. You've heard something, you kind of believe it, but something got discouraged along the way and you're not acting on it anymore. Faith without action can't live. Faith without action can't live. That's why, listen, I want to challenge you. We have seasons where you can come sit and let God heal you, but you can't sit forever. Why? Because faith needs action this means you got to start applying what god has given you you listen it takes practice and some of us are so scared to practice we just want to start out and get it right and we just want to we just want to learn how to play we just want to play but but that's not how it oh dang i got off (laughs) i'm sorry god forgive me That's why we honor so many people who have grown their faith and we admire so many people because you went through this. You had a a death in the family. You had this, you have this, and you're still serving God. Boom, boom. And we're like, wow. Because you kept practicing, you kept working on it. Practice what you hear. Move. Don't just keep your faith conceptual. Practice brings growth. It brings learning. It brings revelation. You're going to have to act on what, come on, listen, God is. If we weren't supposed to act, why would God give us the Holy Spirit? Why would he have given us the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit guides us and empowers us and and confirms and comforts. And Why would we need comfort if we're not going to act? Don't be caught overly questioning his leading. 
So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to balance this. Absolutely. If you're always talking about what God shows you and you can't tell me when the last time you've been in the Bible, I'm kind of turning it down. Because you don't know it, but you're about to be weird. You may not be weird today, but you thinking, I don't need a biblical foundation, but I'm going to hear God, you are about to be off. But if you're locking in and you're learning the character and the rhythm and and the groove of God, he should be speaking for you to do some uncomfortable things. The bass drum is needed to stay on tempo. Your faith is needed to hit the groove. Don't forget to work your faith. That's why we want you to take notes. That's why we want you to learn. That's why we want you to grow. And we want you to use it. Use it. So here's what that looks like. Come on, you're hanging out with your friends. And all of a sudden, someone says something. And you felt like it was a passive-aggressive comment. And you're like (laughs) instantly offended. And you're like, you're trying to be cool. But you're also looking at the salt shaker. And you're like, if I throw it at her face, that's going to be a little obvious. So I'm going to hold off. Come on. And in that moment, y'all are back and forth and you're arguing. Then the argue moves to texting. In that moment, could you just be like, hey, I'm going to call you. Hey, listen, I, I, I probably misunderstood what we were talking about. I don't know why I'm so offended. Can we pray? Hey, that felt weird. But because, here's the deal. We want conceptual faith, but we don't want to really live it. We don't really want to pray it through. We don't really, there's strife in the house. Everybody's yelling. Everybody's fighting. There's stuff going on. And in your practical mind, you're like, see, if we'd only had one child, That, that's, that's the answer to this. Or when you get, come on, you ain't at the office. No, nobody's hut too. <laughs> come on. And so you came in barking. You know what I'm saying? And you're wondering why the dogs are howling. And so you just, hey, you know what, family? Come here. I've been stressed. I got three or four things I'm working on. I got a, I'm overextended in one of these budgets meetings that I'm looking at. I need some approval. Hey, you, you know what? Let's just pray. I repent. I've been I've been a little easily angered, and uh, man, I'm sorry. That's that's not who I want to be. So come on, let's pray. See, you're going to have to take it from concept to action, and if you do, it'll change your life. We uh, as we started this church. We had to build our faith, and we were already in ministry, and already kids had, uh, we had two kids born premature. We already had to work on our faith, but it was a whole nother level. We um, were in church, and, and then after that, I, uh, I, uh, I bought a trailer, and I sold a trailer, then I bought a home, and uh, when God began to speak to us about planting a church in Rogers, we were like, sure, sell a house, come on up, it'll be fine, and uh, we called ahead. And got an appointment with a, a rental agency. And they were like, oh, yeah, it looks all good. It looks fine. It looks well. And so we had a date. Well, in that time, 
our house, the closing was delayed by three weeks. So well, I still thought I wanted to be up here. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, uh, like, I jump over the fence and find out later there's a dog there. Anybody like, anybody, anybody like that? Okay. They're like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. And so I was like, let's get everybody. We packed everything up, put everything in the U-Haul, brought it up. In my mind, we were going to get a house that day. Some of y'all have already been there. Okay, you feel my pain. So I walk in. Katie walks in, actually. And they're like, okay, so let's sign a few contracts. Oh, sorry. We can't rent to you. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, we we can't rent to you. Actually, your debt-to-income ratio is, you're kind of overextended because you haven't sold your house yet. And so actually, we can't, we can't, we can't rent this to you because you're still, you still own a home. And I was like, but I got money in the bank. And they're like, sir, we know that you have enough cash. Just, is, we don't do that. We do credit. And I'm like, hmm, uh, okay, so what do we need to do? Because I need a house today. She said, um, okay, let me, you're not getting a house today, sir. <laughs> and I, so we had to go. We had to go get a, a storage unit. We had to put everything in the storage unit. And we, my family, my mother-in-law, Katie's sister, we had to drive back to Hot Springs. We didn't talk like the whole time. You know, in my mind, I'm like, I know whose fault this is. <laughs> in my wife's mind, she's like, I absolutely know whose fault this is. We had nothing. We, had, we packed up the whole house. I'm like, okay, kids, pick what five um, uh, pieces of clothes you want, and we're just going to wear those for three weeks. We had to go get a couple cots, some blow-up mattresses. We're in the house, and I'm like, God. You told me. And God's like, I told you to sell your house. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I was so frustrated. I was so, and so the, the bottom line is, even when we sold the house, they were like, well, we're not going to rent to you because you're going to be a pastor. Okay, how big's your congregation? Uh, I got six college students. Okay, well, are they rich? <laughs> No, we all make about the same. <laughs> so we start, God, what are we going to do? We've got to get up there. We so Katie starts calling around. We finally get this one landlord. And he's like, okay, send me your paperwork. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. What if I pay you one year in advance and I'll write you one check. I'll bring you a cashier's check. I'll pay you for the whole year. If you think that we're good renters, we'll forego the paperwork Hey, if you can come by, you can kick us out, but, but we'll do one year. If we're good and you think we're taking care of your place, then you let us stay there. He's like, it was like so long. He was like, okay, I'll do it. So we paid for a full year in advance, came up here, moved in. It was the Lord. The Lord began, and he put us in positions where we had to use our faith because it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. When we, when we were over here off of Hudson, we, had about, we started our church with about 4,000. And in our life, we have to have a church. The timeline was coming on, February the 14th. We didn't have a place. 
We checked everywhere. No one was renting. And if they were, it was expensive, like, like lots of money. And so we're sitting over there. Our kids are playing. We did parks all the time because our kids would go play and they wouldn't see us cry. And so, hey, kids, go further. It's okay. I don't think there's strangers here. You see them? <laughs> and, uh, man, we had to look at everywhere, frustrated. We're at a park and... We're talking about how hard it is, and Katie's like, okay, we need to pray one more time. And I'm like, we've been praying. And she's like, come here, give me your hands, and starts praying one more time. And, uh, and finally, about halfway through, I'm like, okay, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, we get a text. I kid you not. Get a text from a pastor of Catalyst Church. And he says, hey, I don't know you, but I hear you're in the area, you're going to start a church. That's awesome. I have a friend that's been renting uh, a building. He wants to get out of his lease. He wants to buy another piece of property in Centerton. Um, you want to look at his spot? And I was like, how much? Oh, it's a great spot. How much? <laughs> and so he's like, well, call me. We'll talk about the price. And so I'm showing Katie, and she's like, (laughs) he's like, hey, I'm just so excited about your church. Northwest Arkansas needs another church. This is great. And I'm like, how much? Uh, And he was like, I I think that they pay around, you know, 4,000, something like that, 4,500. And I'm like, he's like, but you need to go meet the owner and tour it. So I walk in, I tour it, I meet the owner. He says, the owner sits down and he says, listen, we love helping church. Then we can sign a contract. I want to sign a contract for three years. He said, I want this amount. I said, okay, can I do? He looks at his wife. He looks at me. He says, okay, we'll do it. He gave us $25,000 to build out the building. And I'm telling you, listen, it wasn't because... You know what I mean? And so here's the thing is, uh, the thing is this. Check this out. You're going to have to build your faith. So Nathan, will you come up? Listen, you're going to have to build your faith right where you're at. I don't know what's next, but I know it's probably going to be hard first. But on the other end of that, if you will build your faith, then I think some incredible things will happen, listen, in your life. And so we're, we got two things that we want to do. First, I want to pray with you right where you're at. As Nathan begins to play, listen, listen. Where does your faith need to be built? Where does your faith, maybe your faith, because you know what, you don't know what's going to happen in high school, college. Maybe you need faith because you're in the middle of a degree and it's very hard. Maybe you need faith. I don't know. But you're going to have to hear. You're going to have to believe. And you're going to have to act. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.